Alex Gardner has a unique talent, and even he doesn't know what it can do. No one has ever done it before. No one has even conceived of doing it before. Going into another person's dream, if I have to see that, you believe it. He is about to enter a world that no one has ever seen before. The world of your dreams. I was under the impression we were conducting scientific research here. You sound as if you don't approve. I can see you're going to be a real challenge to work with. Oh, wait a minute, Doctor. I haven't agreed to anything yet. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. What up? This week, we'll be doing the, I don't know, horror science fiction classic dreamscape with dennis quaid max von Sydow, christopher Plummer, kate capsha george went cast all-star cast george went i literally wrote this down he's not even funny a little bit not even funny this was going to be his dramatic his dramatic turn absolutely (laughs) good lord it was shocking it was like norm what are you doing yep totally totally um, so now, had you ever seen this before? It's vaguely, I have a vague recollection that maybe I have, but I, I cannot tell you when, where, why, or how. Okay, give us the 30 seconds synopsis. Go for it. All right. So, this is psychics. Yep. Get into dreams. Resolve whatever your psychological trauma is in your dreams. Oh, oh, you can use this for like warfare or, or for other reasons? Who'd have thunk it? Uh, bad guys lose. The end. <laughs> that, now that is very precise. Very um, precise. Don't want to mess around. Do you, so you have a vague recollection. I remember, I think it was on HBO when I was a kid, perhaps. You don't think this was a warehouse or a blockbuster situation? I feel like the first time, I didn't see it all the way through. Like maybe it was all the movie channel or yes. something. Well, I don't think we had the movie channel. Didn't we just well, have HBO? We had the movie channel for a while until, until some unfortunate situations. Poor unfortunate Kevin. souls. It's true. I remember, I re- vaguely remember part of it. I'm not sure I, I saw it all the way through until later, later in life. But this is an old guilty pleasure of mine. I love Dreamscape. I mean, it's not bad. It makes I, I always appreciate a movie if it's not boring and at least makes some sense. Some sense, I, just I, a little. Like I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like some David Lynch with non-linear storytelling. And frankly, what the fuck? As long as it's right. uh, as long as it's keeping my attention, and it gives me something to talk about over drinks after the movie. You right. know, then I can go for that. Now, this is that this movie? Well, no. But it's not, a, it's not, a, not offensive. It's all right. It's an all-star cast. It takes me back. It was from a certain time where everything was psychic. Everything was psychic abilities. People love that shit. Yep. And what was the year on this? Uh, 84. Oh, okay. This so was this is a little late then, and as far as the psychic movies, you know, Firestarter had come and gone, and 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 you know, The Shining had come and gone. This was a little later in the game. Well, what's interesting is that yeah. there was a uh, like a year period where there was a lot of dream movies, 
There was Brainstorm that came out just before this. And then, of course, just after this, Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, Brainstorm, that was the Chris Walken one? Yeah. I never saw that. Never that, saw it either. That's, that's the one why Natalie Wood had to be murdered? Is that, that it? That's because the reviews were that bad. <laughs> that's, what, that's what set her over the ship, man. That'll do it every time. I can't do this shit anymore. Deuces. Don't make me work with Walken again. Uh, that's when Walken was a sexy beast. Oh, God. <laughs> let's, not, let's not till this soil again. Uh, let's... Uh, Go ahead and start jumping. It was like two years. It was like two years oh, of, of walking greatness before he just slid. I always laugh because I, I love Christopher Walken. But what's hilarious is he was a song and dance man from way back when. He was. He, he was, was on that Art of Noise video. He was in like uh, Saturday Night Live hosting one time. And during his opening monologue, he did a little soft shoe. He was like, people don't, people don't know this. People don't know this. But uh, I'm not going to do it because it's so horrible. Uh, I still doing his... want them to do being Christopher Walken. They should. Your yeah. house is on fire. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. That's so um, love, love me some walking. You can't, you can't go wrong. Let's jump right in with the highlights, <laughs> or as I like to call it, what the, the low lights. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So, yeah, Dennis Quaid is Alex Gardner. He's uh, one of the few psychics. And, and I think why there's psychics in the world. Let me just throw this out here. Please. This was Dennis Quaid's finest, where I think he was contractually obligated to appear in his chonies at one point. Oh, easily. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is either before, right before or after the Big Easy, where he was he was hot as hot. Big Easy was about three years after this. This was, was his it? first, like, he's a big star kind of term. Okay, so first Chonies, and then after that, it, there needs to be at least 15, 20 minutes of Choney or Bare Bottoms. It's all, I don't think you ever see Bare Bottoms, but you definitely see, like, his burgundy Chonies. No, I think you see Bare Bottoms and Big Easy. You might. You might. I like you, you can bounce a quarter off. I love Big Easy. But I also notice he's completely hairless except for like a triangle. Just a little spot between your pecs. That's no, all you it, need. It wasn't a spot. It was literally like someone held what about like a stencil. Like like the yes. like the BS they do to women when they're whooping out the bajazzlers. But bajazzlers, bajazzlers. Oh, okay. Moving on, <laughs> moving on down the road. That's not that's not Becky's jam. No, <laughs> no sequins, no sparkles. No, no sequins no or sparkles. Good lord. <laughs> um, I was reading I, about this. I was always afraid. What if one of them unglues itself and winds up in a mysterious place? How did we go down this road? <laughs> Blame Jesus. Dennis Quaid. It's all Dennis Quaid's fault. He uh. He only had probably a five or six year run where he was like an A-list celebrity. Yeah. Because um, the 90s were not kind to, to Dennis. Well, the problem with Dennis is he's limited. He's kind of limited. I mean, he's really the same kind of kind of like cool, kind of sexy, flirty character. That's that's right. his role. Right. He's he's as limited as who else could be limited like that? Like a Keanu in the early days. The problem well, Dennis, is... Dennis the, is better than early Keanu, in my opinion. 
But I, what I'm saying is that they, they, they have this one character that yes. they drop into whatever role it is. It's the same guy. So three That's years true. after, I would say the same character, he has overcome his psychic abilities and is now like a, a, a dirty cop in New Orleans. He's it's, a charming rake is what he is. He's a, that's his jam. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say something about, uh, oh, what's Field of Dreams, dude? But what, what's Kevin his? Costner. Kevin Costner, everyman, right? So he's just the everyman, except when he's Robin Hood. So, I think then, Kevin Costner's clean slate. Is how I view his acting style. Put, put in whatever you want, because there ain't much coming out. No, it's it's Kevin Costner. Hey, Kevin Costner, period thing. Kevin I, Costner there. I imagine Kevin Costner is probably a charming person in his real life. This is more like Kevin Costner after a head injury, where he's just kind of there like, uh, anyway. Moving <laughs> on. Why are we bird in this movie? Dennis Quaid is a psychic. I think, I think we're talking about the most important things. <laughs> this is very important. He's a psychic. Um, and evidently, they're not that rare in this world. I mean, there's like two guys who are already in the program who are psychics. Uh, and it's initially going to people's dreams to help them with whatever neuroses they're dealing with, right? right. They're exhibiting in their dreams. Now, but let if, me just let me just please. ask you this. The minute that they said we're going into dreams, did you... Not immediately realize how terrible an idea. Uh, it'd be like if you ha invented the nuclear bomb, but it was to, you know, cure cancer. Oh, but it also has this other side effect. <laughs> right. Obviously, well, the first thing I was like, oh, yeah, this is clearly going to be something that is misused versus just sending someone to f counseling. Well, the issue is <laughs> that the grand reveal is that Christopher Plummer, who's the evil government guy, uh, who's also, uh, you know, in charge of the program, I guess. We're just going to call him Captain Von Trapp for now on. That's what he is. <laughs> um, and he looked, he, he looked great because the sound of music was like 1965 or 1966. And this oh, is absolutely. 1984. It looks like he aged like five years. Christopher Plummer, I, he, I mean, he was in a movie like uh, two years ago. Looking great. Looking I mean, great. He has yes. some good genes, man. No question. He basically discovers, or, you know, his theory is that if you kill somebody in a dream, you kill them in real life. And that's right. when the applications come out. It's like, oh, so now we can spy on you in your dreams and we can commit uh, assassinations in your dreams. So I mean, that's where it takes a dark turn. Does your insurance cover this? I, right. I, I have bad dreams, so I'm going to be going into with like these dream warriors, and and it, it, is that just my twenty dollars copay? Or? Right, that is yeah. It's it's like this kid has bad dreams. Therefore, we're going to take him to the local Thornhill University and strap you into a CAT scan machine and uh, subject you to psychic intrusion. He's That's just held plan. there. He's held there the whole yes. time. He's in a wheelchair just... at one point. The poor little boy. It's like, why is he in a wheelchair? Who knows? Maybe he's That's always what... in a wheelchair, but he's not in a wheelchair in his dreams. Well, he, but he it could be special little league, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to run the bases. They anyway. just push him, man. <laughs> anyway. Did you see Murder Ball? People p compete. I did not. See. Is that the one with James Caan in the future? No, no. That's it's thing. it's basketball. I it's know, a documentary. I I was, you scared me. Let 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 it all be said that you know, 
People with, with personal challenges can do Why do you they hate people with to. disabilities, Kevin? They're <laughs> just was... like you and me. Just... <laughs> with hopes and dreams. Like with hopes else. and dreams, this Dr. Mangala. Thank they you. Can do... <laughs> they can do anything anybody else can do. I want that. Let... Counselor, I want that injected into the record, please. <laughs> uh, so, yes. There... <laughs> Dennis Quaid, of course, the charming rake who, uh, like, basically makes money because he can predict the future. It's like his powers are kind of nebulous. Yes. He can pick horses, but he can't figure out people are coming to kick his ass. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So yeah. It, his powers seem a little uh, weak. Right. I mean, he, he goes to the track and makes money because he always picks the winner. But the, the guys, the toughs who work at the racetrack want him to pick winners for them but he won't do it why because not because he, he's an asshole right basically it doesn't <laughs> cost you anything to throw him a couple winners throw him a couple of bones so they don't break your kneecaps how about exactly that? how about you win once at this track and take some of those winners yes. to go to another place where not everyone knows what the hell you're exactly. doing exactly so I mean, you have there, there to be are, stupid also on top of being psychic. There are racetracks all over the country. How about just bet on, like, the football? Then you don't is, have to worry about the jockeys. Is it only horses? Can he bet on greyhounds? You don't want the angry jockeys chasing you down, is what I'm saying. Good times. Um, good Lord. So he meets Max von Sydow, who is the guy who used to work with him when he was 19 before he What is going on with his hair, man? And by the way, he's six foot four. Six foot four, easy. And this is the, one of those movies in the, in the 80s, like with Strange Brew, which he was also in, strangely enough, uh, where you realize, oh, he wasn't really that old. Because you thought, you know, going from The Exorcist, that he must be 95 years old now. Oh, no. Here he is at 50. Right. It's like he's he's Benjamin Buttons in reality. Yes, that's he's exactly right. Getting, he, if you figure he's, what, 65 in The Exorcist, and now he's 45 in 1984. Yes. Right. Like 10 years later, he's younger. Oh, he's, uh, he's always great, whatever stupid bullshit he's in. He has a great voice, too. Oh, he's great. Good old yeah. Max von Sydow. Um, I've never seen the seventh. What is it? The seventh seal. Seventh seal. Ingmar Bergman. It's a classic. I've never seen it. Never I've seen never it seen it. Myself. Are we going? Is, is it something we can review? Add, add it to the list. No. Add it to the list. And we're not doing Ingmar Bergman. So uh, followed by Wings of Desire. Oh, two. sweet you. Wings of Vender. We can only do City of Angels with Nicolas Cage at his finest and oh, Meg Ryan. My. We can do that, but I have a feeling. I'm not going to like it. Well, it doesn't have Peter Falk, I'm sad to say. What? What's no. the point? I'm Peter Falk. Now, there's no Peter Falk, which is weird that he was in that other movie, by the way. We're all over the map. People don't know what we're talking about. This is our attention deficit, bing-bonging around. It's true. Um, so also Point of order! Point of order! <laughs> That's right. Also working with the program is Kate Capshaw, who is one of my secret crushes of the 80s. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. She was. I'm, judge, uh, I'm judging that. No, 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 no. She, uh, prior she to this, she's in Temple a, of Doom. No, she's always a dingbat. That, that is not true. She is a psychologist in this yeah. movie. She's still a ding. Miss, Miss, Mrs. Spielberg is always a ding in, in the two movies that I've seen her in. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
So, of course, he, Dennis Quaid is flirting with her and all sorts of good stuff. They even have a, a lovely exchange where they talk about how their program can solve impotence because they can determine if it's physiological or if it's psychological. Right. Because of the number of boners they have while they sleep. Yeah, you don't need a dream warrior for that. <laughs> you do not. I mean, I, the question is, how do you, I mean, how close are you looking is the question. It's no, like, no, oh, no. here, there's another one. Yep. All they do is they 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 put us they wrap it up and they figure out what it's <laughs> they moving. wrap it up with electrodes. Who's to say? Good Lord. It's duct tape and electricity. That's all you know. And if you could still get a boner, that, yep. that we know it's psychological. That's exactly right. Um, on his first day, Dennis Quinn walks in where there's where they're doing the experiment with the little boy with the nightmares, and this other homie, this other psychic, is in there, and literally like. Goes into like becomes catatonic after one of these things, and you think you'd be like, "I think I'm out. I don't think I'm going to do this program anymore." Home, like literally the second day I'm here, uh, one of the other psychics is so frightened I, or whatever, bothered by the dream that he's now that they're wheeling him away in an ambulance to parts unknown. So I'm not staying in that program. Yeah, Good times. as soon as like uh, we we later learn there's some kind of weird snake man Ray Harryhausen bullshit. Oh God! Why wouldn't she just pop right out? I'm like, okay, deuces to that. Can you, you leave? The, bring... You leave the kid behind. You're like, I'm out of here, kid. The kid's having the dream, no matter what. You know <laughs> I don't what need I mean? to be here for it. Well, but you can at least they're like, we don't understand what's going on in there. Well, now you know. Pop yourself out. Yes. That's correct. So yeah, this kid uh, is having weird dreams of an evil snake man chasing him in his dreams, basically. And he's unable to sleep. And I know I've seen that. It's like a cobra head thing. Where have I seen that before? Is that from commercials for this? I don't know. No, I've seen this and I've seen this weird snake thing and some other movie. I swear to you. Look, I have nightmares from time to time, but I have not had like the same horrible nightmare. Over and over and over and over. Where I'm calling my psychologists. Hey, hook me up to the dream warrior machine. Where, where, are, the, where are the dream warriors? Send me we to the CIA. Before so, I call up the CIA now, I need that special program. Um, <laughs> good Lord. Poor Buddy. I like, yeah, that was the kid's name, Buddy. Buddy, I'm here for you. Why is Buddy in a wheelchair? That's what I wrote down. No one knows. No one knows. There's also a uh, subplot which becomes the main plot of the president of the United States having nightmares about nuclear war. Um, so he... Uh, I have to say, traveling on the train with the burnout Washington, D.C., that was kind of cool. It, well, it, and it, 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 it smelled of, like, Rise of the Machines and all that. Oh, no question. And what's, what's amazing is it's Eddie Albert. Eddie uh, Albert is the president of the United States. And, and, you, and you forget that Eddie Albert wasn't only ever in Green Acres because he's fine. He's at, at first I was like, what? And then he, he's at, he's perfectly fine in this role. Oh, he's, well, he did things after Green Acres. I mean, he was in The no. Longest Yard. He was in no, the Switch Mountain. He's permanently imprinted as Green Acres is the place for me. Oh, living is the life. No Norman. one younger than 50 years has any idea what Green, no, Green, oh, 
he's Go done ahead. dramatic things in, in he's, his past. He's done other things. Yes. That you recognize him. See. But he's having dreams of nuclear war. So he calls his good buddy Christopher Plummer and announces, you know what? I'm going to get involved in the disarmament talks with Russia. Which to me doesn't sound like a bad idea. It doesn't. He didn't say, you know what, I'm just going to go to the Russians and just surrender. He didn't say that. He said, let's get, let's have like mutual disarmament talks. And Christopher Palmer's like, you can't be serious. You can't be. Those Brits, man. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Yes. What? In real life, I think the character is supposed to be American, but Christopher Palmer. Well, Canadian. the character cannot possibly because he has that Christopher Palmer voice. So it's clearly yeah. what part of the United States has that accent? That is correct. That's correct. Um, you can't be serious. And then, of course, he's like, well, now that you want to like get involved in mutual disarmament talks with Russia, now I have to have my crazy psychic crony murder you in your sleep. Right. Because that's what you do. If you kill the president, th- what th- the government will collapse. There's not a vice president who also shares a similar uh, agenda. You know? I- right. It's so, okay. So he, he talks, we haven't even talked about, uh, what's his name? Tommy, Tommy Ray Glattman, played by uh, Michael, David Patrick Kelly. You remember him from the Warriors and Forty Eight Hours. He always there's that period of about five years where he played like every kind of Weasley little character. He's the king um, of the weasels. King of the weasels. So he's <laughs> another psychic in the program who famously murdered his father. There's always a good psychic and an evil right. psychic. Exactly. So he uh, he's the one who who actually figures out that yes, you can murder somebody in their dreams. I mean, murdered isn't some this woman. kind of a half ripoff of Firestarter? Doesn't she go to a, I don't know, Miss Doctor Xavier's school for burning children? <laughs> With George C. Scott, yes. <laughs> no, I don't think there's Charles Xavier's school for burning children. Good lord. Uh, yes, that's exactly right. So, uh, so he says, okay, you know. Uh, you have to murder the president in his dream. And of course, Dennis Quaid figures this out. Um, Max von Sydow figures out that Christopher Plummer's up to no good. And you never, they do this thing. I've, I've watched four movies in the last week where everyone did this horrible thing. Where you go to the bad guy and say, I know what you're up to and I'll never let you get away with it. Always. You don't do that. You don't, you don't do, you, you do it. You privately go and foil their plan. You don't go up to them before, right after I leave here. I'm going to go call the press. There are, two, there are two kinds of shitty storytelling. One, right. which is every Bond movie where the villain tells you their whole plan right, right. before they're supposedly going to kill you, which they never do. Yes. And then the other one is just the opposite. I, I know what you're doing. I know you've killed all these people, but you couldn't possibly kill me. So I'm going to tell you that I am going to the police and your life is ruined. And I expect <laughs> right. you to let me walk right out the door and right. say la vie. Well, I mean, and, and Max von Sydow knows that uh, Christopher Plummer is like one of the most dangerous men. Because he's it's like, even the CIA are afraid of these guys, is what George Wentz says earlier in the movie. Of course! I, I would have been all, huh? I'm just going out for some pizza. What's up? What's up, bro? You <laughs> it's go all good, with? baby! You want to go with? We'll go get some drinks or something? No? Okay, peace. No question. You pull oh, him to I the side. I wasn't doing anything. I don't know what you're talking about. 
You pull them to the side and say, you know what, I know what you're doing, and I'm all for it. How can I'm I help? In. I'm in. What do what I got to do? do? Oh, that's exactly. Even, that's even better. Then let's go to pizza and talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about our evil plans because I'm evil too. I never hundred percent. Let's talk about. Let's go talk about. We're just gonna we're gonna nuke Russia. Let's go have a drink. Sounds good. Murder and then I get in my car and drive the other direction. That, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. And somehow, okay. So then George Went keeps popping up. He is a horror novelist who seems remarkably well informed. On everything that's going on. Yeah, so it's like, who's the leak? Who is the leak? We don't right. ever know. Dennis Quaid is like trying to have a beer at the local bar. George went and pulls him aside. And, hey, hey, they're going to murder the president tonight. How do you know that? Who why told you, you you're... Why don't you call the freaking CIA? Why are you calling the weird psychic dude? Yeah. Could be as that's, that's kind of the cover, right? Where it's like... Because later, when Eddie Albert... When the plan is foiled, Eddie Albert goes to Christopher Plummer he's like... You put that maniac in my dreams. And he's like, do you understand how crazy you sound? That's kind of, <laughs> that's the thing about it. Yes. No one's In front of the Secret Service, you'll never prove anything. That's how yes, like I'm guilty. <laughs> yes, I'm guilty of trying to murder you, but you'll never prove it. Uh, I know I admitted it in front of five Secret Service agents, but okay. Moving they on. They don't gizza. Oh, good Lord. And then we talked briefly, ever so briefly, about the, the crazy snake man. This was the lousiest claymation I've ever seen. Ray Harryhausen was looking down from heaven with tears in his eyes. Crying, crying. Crying. Dragging all his good, this, good names. This was no day. Jason and the Argonauts. Let me just put this. It wasn't even uh, the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. No, it wasn't, it wasn't even the Golden Voyage. Sadly. Sadly. Uh, which I do love all the Sinbad movies. I do, too. The Golden Voyage is actually quite good. I it's know. got I'm, uh, I'm John Philip Law. It's got Tom Baker and Caroline Monroe. It's oh, dude, it's, it's got the the Shiva or something. That's the best. Yes, of Boom, course. Ching, 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 ching. That's the best. Check it out. Good times. And then the Cyclops Centaur guy. Oh, it's snap-tastic. It is snap-tastic. Um, okay, so that's... And they keep bringing it back. Because the crazy snake man, because like Dennis Quaid, like after vanquishing the snake man in the dream, is like drawing it. And Tommy Ray Glattman comes in and goes, What's this? What are you drawing? Something that scared me. He's like, Oh, this scared you, huh? Hmm. I mean, look at this. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so later, of course, Tommy Ray in, in the president's dream is basically like Freddy Krueger because he's like, I I've been training. I can do whatever I want in the dream, man. So he's like Bruce Lee in one scene doing nunchucks. But of course, Dennis Qu Quaid kicks his ass anyway, which is very strange. It's like I watched Enter the Dragon six times. He's doing the nunchucks. Dennis Qu Quaid, who's done no training. No. I got to push him to the side. Yes. Good times. And then he becomes the, the snake man. So now the snake man's chasing him through post-apocalypse. And then mysteriously, freaking uh, Quaid figures out that you can do anything you want in a dream. So with, actually, with no I, training, no practice. Because he's so freaking gifted with his, yes. the, he gets power from the triangle patch of chest hair over his heart. Right. That's where he derives his strength from. <laughs> That's correct. Good Lord. And, uh, yes. 
And so at the end part, which I actually did appreciate, where he comes as the the murdered uh, assassin's father. Right. Uh, Why you do this to me, Demi? And then the snake (laughs) man, like, melts into a little baby snake. Demi! Boom! That was it. Eddie Albert spears him. Spears him. Good job. Because it's important that the guy whose dream it is has to be the one to save the day. Like, the little boy has to kill the snake man. It can't just be Dennis Quaid doing it, I guess. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that, so yes. whatever, I mean, whatever you say. Perhaps I'm just adding that. You know, I don't know if it's in the text or subtext, but yeah. it seems to make sense. Uh, let's see. Oh, we didn't even talk about the, uh, the scene on the train. So he goes, <laughs> Dennis Quaid knocks on the door to kind of flirt with Kate Capshaw, and she's sleeping on the couch, and he's like, ooh. Basically, yeah, basically oh, he becomes, becomes a date raper, essentially. <laughs> he, he sits down next to her and goes into her dream. So she's sitting on this, like, kind of a romance novel. She's, like, catching the train to somewhere. And he rolls in with his shirt all unbuttoned down to his navel. Oh, yeah. Flabby. <laughs> and makes a move. So they, they do the business on the train, evidently. Uh, Kate Capshaw wakes up and is horrified. Because it it's a violation. Of, of course. It's so- Hello, Harvey Weinstein. Hello. Right. It was another time. Rape was acceptable back in the 80s. It was all fun. Total. Well, I mean, what did he think her reaction was going to be? That's, that was what I kept thinking. Because he's just sitting there when she wakes up. He's like, oh, here I am. Here I am. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Well, he's like, well, I mean, it wasn't that bad, was it? I mean, oh, my hey. God. A- the 80s hey, was just Sailor. an innocent time. An innocent time. Yeah, exactly. That's what they called it. <laughs> Cocaine and rape. Yay. <laughs> they go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, and then, of course, George Wendt later is murdered during a pep rally. In but you don't really care. People. But no. you don't even care. You don't. <laughs> that was... Because here's the thing, the entire If he, pro- di- if he died in Cheers, you'd be sad. If he had like a heart attack or someone yes. ran in the middle of Cheers and, and drove a stake into his heart, that'd be a bummer. But in that this would role, be a bummer. Uh, well, they again, the project is not at some top secret military installation. It's at the local university. So they're they're running, chasing George Went and Dennis Quaid, and they're like, oh hey, there's a pep rally. So they try to blend in with the pep rally, and the assassins are not deterred even a little bit. They roll right up to poor George Went, spoiler alert, and just shoot him in the middle of the pep rally. No silencers, no like, you know, here's a secret injection. They just shoot him. I'm going to go duck Dennis Quaid. I'm going to go out on a leaf and say this is Stanford. This is clearly right after the prison experiment. They rolled right into the Dream Warriors. Could be. And murder is just acceptable. Look, I didn't get into Stanford. Okay, San Diego State. Even murder's not acceptable at San Diego State. So I don't know. Oh, not even at San Diego State? <laughs> not even at San Diego State. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, there's a lot of little things that I thought were hilarious. I just have a few notes. Like, at, at one point, Max von C- Sydow looks a little bit like a young... <laughs> oh, God. He does, actually. <laughs> I haven't mentioned it. Oh, uh-huh. sweet Jesus. 
Then there's another thing when the dream warriors are going into the dream. I can't tell if that is a colon they're sliding through or like a vagina going into a cervix. I don't know what it is, but it's not space age. It's one of those two bodily tunnels. That is correct. That is correct. It I'm glad seemed like that. I'm glad we have one mind there. Well, I'm Dennis like, Quaid was in inner space a few years later, where it was remarkably similar. Where he was living in a colon or a cervix. It also. could have been a, it, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think that's. Oh, there's one more thing I want to talk about. So the the end of the movie, they're like, "What do we do about Christopher Plummer? He's still out there, and he's a very powerful man. He can kill me at any time." Dennis Except Quaid. He can't. Because he's not psychic himself. I guess he can order your hit. Right, he has assassins that work for him. He rolls in, and Dennis Quaid goes into his dream and murders him. And I used to do this all the time. There's a scene where it's like since the next morning, his wife's trying to wake him up. And she turns him over, and he turns and looks at her with the dead eyes kind of thing did you just say you used to do this all i the used time? to do it all the time i had an ex-girlfriend and just for fun if she tried to wake me up she i just i'd roll over and give her the dead eyes like i was dead all along I oh my god that that would be fantastic have you tried that with your children just I have not. like they wake up and you're just flailed on the floor staring deadly <laughs> ahead i haven't done that yet yes. today may be the day though i have to say good times we all uh, laughed I wrote some bullshit about, you know, they they tried to be artsy farts. They were trying to throw in a little German expressionism uh, with, like, the crooked doors and the weird staircases. Well, because it was a dream. Little... It was a nightmare. Right. So it has to be Count Warlock. It has to be German expressionism. It's got to be German expressionism all the way. Max Schreck. So, so if you're looking for Max Schreck and Ray Harryhausen and the uh, good old 80s flick, here you go. This is the movie for you. I don't think there's any this question. Is... <laughs> this, is, this was only a PG-13 movie. This wasn't a hard R. And frankly, it's not, there are scenes that are obviously meant to be funny. Like when he goes into the one dude's dream who thinks his wife is having affairs. Right. That's obviously meant to be like comedic. So it's, it's more of a kind of a, a government thriller than a straight horror movie, right. I would say. And, but, and frankly, did you believe anything his wife said? Was she a porn star? Because that seemed a porn <laughs> or, or soap opera acting. Aaron, they can't all be porn stars. Some of them are just actors. Are you <laughs> sure? I can't be sure. Are <laughs> you sure? Where are they in the career at this point? I guess are we'll they find on the out. rise or on the downfall? Are you ready for behind the scenes? And speaking of which, just randomly, I was looking for retro dresses online just a few minutes ago. And yes. Tracy, Tracy Lords has a whole collection. She's a very talented lady. She is a very talented lady. Bless her. Bless her heart. Um, okay, behind the scenes. This was the second film to be rated PG-13. The first was Red Dawn. It came yeah. out earlier that year. I will tell you, I was thinking about that the other day in, in regards to when did we come up with PG-13? I'll tell you exactly. Do you want to know? I do. There were a handful of movies that came out uh, that were considered not like rough enough to right. be R-rated movies. But they, so like people were bringing their kids to see these movies and then were horrified. Movies right. like Gremlins, 
where it's like gremlins getting put in blenders and microwaves and all sorts of horrible stuff. Right. Uh, movies like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which star uh, Kate Capshaw, uh, where the guy's getting his heart ripped out with his bare hands. I'm telling there's you, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than the very first Indiana. Nothing I better agree. than that. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. No 100%. question. 100%. Love it. Uh, but there is a scene where people's faces are melting. So good times. Yeah, that's, that's what. You, that's there. don't be a Nazi. Don't be a Nazi. That, you get what, what you get. get. Get what you get. Don't throw a fit. That's right. <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner was offered the role of Tommy Ray Glattman, but he turned sure. it down. Sure, because he's a hero. He did not want to be the supporting role, so. yeah, or a bad guy. Has he ever been a bad guy? Uh, has he ever been a bad guy? Uh, let uh, me ask this: no Has he ever out, kind of? Have, has he ever stretched himself to actually do real acting? How about that? These are that. all very important questions. These I questions. Mean, Kevin Costner was not a star in 1984. So it's interesting that he's turning things down. You think you just take what you can get. But so interesting. The, the ego was already there. It was already there. Um, I said this earlier. One of three movies that came out within a year of each other that deal with dream manipulation, which is Brainstorm and Nightmare on Elm Street. Good times. Uh-huh. Now, let me ask you this. Please. When they were in the president's dream and Eddie Albert was running around the tunnel, that was yes. a body double, right? I don't know. There You're were times... But he, I know, but there was were times... jumping jacks or something. When, when he was generally walking around, he, he was walking more elderly, and then all of a sudden he was springing along in the cave, running right along uh, Mr. Quaid. They they had Carl Lewis step in on certain running scenes. That's right. Yeah. Just leaping over. Just things. leaping. Yeah. yeah. He was doing <laughs> cartwheels and yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid was the first and only choice for Alex Gardner for the main character because they loved his dedication to the role and the movie. His dedication to the role, as in, what the hell does that mean? This is a good question. He because he just, had to reach deep for this acting. What does that mean? Deep, deep, deep. Prior to this movie. He was in Breaking Away, not I, the lead I, of Breaking Away. By I the did, way, I did love Breaking Away back in the back in the day. If you like seventies movies about bicycle riding in Indiana, away. <laughs> in Indiana, um, <clears throat> prior to this, he had done uh, the Right Stuff, which is an uh, ensemble piece. Which I love the Right Stuff. You don't like the Right Stuff? Which are whatever. Problem? These are all just bullshit men movies. Whatever. We'll take them. Um, originally... Just like the whole family stream about Top Gun. Yawn. Yawn. You are, you are madness. Yawn. You are madness. Top to Gun me, is an Top Gun classic. is right up there with The Fast and the Furious. Another Yawn. classic. Another classic. <laughs> you, if you haven't seen these movies, you need to close it. Zip it. Uh, there was originally supposed to be a much more elaborate and explicit Love scene with Alex and Jane in the train. But they Did Spielberg step in and says, you're not going to grope my wife. They just wanted it to be PG-13 and not R. So they had to cut it down. Hard so R. Hard they R. Wanted, they wanted X. <laughs> they wanted a soft X. Uh, NC-17 at that's least. That's what they wanted. Um, but if you watch, it's like Alex Gardner, uh, Dennis Quaid, takes off his shirt as he's like to do. But Kate Capshaw is fully clothed. Like she's wearing her dress the entire time. It's like she's Amish. Right. It was like, what is happening? Uh, yeah, so they got rid of that. Uh, let's see. K. Capshaw starred as the love interest in not one but two 1984s. 
1984 movies that feature somebody getting their heart ripped out of their chest. Is there a, a, someone keeping track of this shit? They're, they're keeping. How, they're, it's very how, specific. How many movies were she in where people ate monkey brains <laughs> in that year, or over the breadth of her career? I think over the uh, the ten years before, five years before or after this. Is there someone she, keeping that record? Chilled monkey brains. Chilled monkey brains. That was so disgusting. Um, that was my least favorite Indiana Jones. It's it's actually. No. Uh, Christopher Plummer and Max von Sydow would be in competition with each other for the Best Supporting Actor Oscar in 2012. Uh-huh. And Plummer was the one who won. So there you go. See, so what, still what was the movie in 12? I don't what were know. The, what were their two movies? <sighs> damn, well, you're a slipshod Let me look it up. Sweet Jesus. I'll tell you what he won. He won... For a movie called Beginners. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never saw that. You know it, don't you? But I heard of it. And since now you got me going down this rabbit hole, what was uh, Max von Sydow uh, nominated for in 2012? 2012, uh, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Oh, not, didn't hear of that. You know Both it, of these you? are artsy with a touch of fartsy. That's correct. Uh, it was definitely not Flash Gordon. I'll tell you that. Flash. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Anything else? George Went plays a character named Charlie Prince, who is a horror novelist. It's a fair. It's a fairly transparent, uh, uh, like recreation of Stephen King. Charlie Prince, Stephen King. There yeah, you go. Whatever. Write it down. Whatever. Write it down. No. <laughs> no, not so much. No, and I hardly have any notes on this. We've already covered all my, I'm all Tommy Ray, Baby Snake. <laughs> that, that's like all my notes. Uh, anything else that we find kind of interesting? Uh, there's a scene where uh, David Patrick Kelly points at somebody and screams, It's him! Which is vaguely reminiscent to when he did the exact same thing in The Warriors! He killed Cyrus! Come out and play! That's it. I love the Warriors. I, it was like, it was huge when I was in eighth grade. We bought uh, my wife bought like one of those Funko Pop like grab bag kind of things. Oh no! And one of the characters was Swan from the Warriors. So Which one go. was he? The Barton Baldies? The no the Swan York. was Michael Beck. Oh, Michael Beck. The was star that of the show. Roller, bo- bo- roller Boogie. I believe it's before Roller Boogie. Before, <laughs> I don't, was he? He was also in, um, oh, crap. Olivia, Newton, uh, Olivia Newton-John was in. Xanadu. Xanadu with Xanadu. the tubes. Good times. Good old a little, Xanadu. A little Fee Waybill. I was really hoping one, somebody in our family would name a child Fee Waybill. Well, it's not too late. Uh, okay, let's go to the cast. We got Dennis Quaid. Of course, we know him from Big Easy. It's interesting the things that they chose as his top four movies. Far From Heaven in 2002. No. The Day After Tomorrow in 2004. No. Frequency in 2000. No. And In Good Company in 2004. No. His These are not the movie- movies... No, his best movie is The Big Easy. My wedding was themed after The Big Easy. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> is, that really, 
That is really, oh, that, that was so hot. I had just gone to New Orleans on the Bay, up at the Shoreline Amphitheater, and I met Paul Prudhomme. I was eating alligator. We were listening to Zydeco music. I'm like, we're having a New Orleans thing. It's it's funny. I like the Big uh, Easy. Ta- yeah. uh, Dennis Quaid in the 80s. Was, uh, here's, was my, here's, my qu- here's my quote. Go for They're it. killing retards, Remy. Well, why are you dead? <laughs> <laughs> New, New Orleans detective Remy McSwain. It was yeah. so popular, they made a USA Network series called The Big Easy. I missed that. Sadly, no Dennis Quaid or Ellen Barkin. So what are you going to do? Such is life. Young Ellen Barkin. Looks yep. like a, I always thought she looked like our cousin Becca Boo. Uh, vaguely. Vaguely, vaguely. Um, in the 80s, of course, you got you got this movie, uh, Dreamscape, uh, Right Stuff, Inner Space, Suspect with Cher. He did a bunch of stuff. Then the 90s hit him like a ton of bricks. He still kept working, which he continued on through the, the aughts. But he was no longer like your leading man. You know what he I mean? Was he was no in, longer the headliner. He was in one of my favorite movies, uh, Postcards. He was in Postcards. Postcards was like one of the last things he did in the 80s. Yeah, he he played like the Lothario, liar, asshole, user kind of guy. Right. Well, and we haven't even talked about the fact that his older brother is Randy Quaid, which is always, a, you know, a very interesting gene pool, to say the least. Didn't Bill Maher just say it's a pot potential to run for president? He's, he's, that Randy? Rand, Randy is making pops and squeaks about running for president. Wouldn't shock me. He's kind of a psychopath. Yeah. No offense, Randy, if you're listening. Poor uh, Randy. Then we got Max von Sydow played Dr. Paul Novotny. You know him, of course, from Flash Gordon, The Seventh Seal, Minority Report, and of course, Incredibly Loud and Incredibly, Extremely Loud, whatever the hell it's called. He's and nominated. You know, I'd literally have seen none of the movies you just said, because you did not say The Exorcist. We watched Flash Gordon together. That was oh, never God. what the guy said, damn you. <laughs> That's right. It was so terrible. I blocked he- it out. He he, he it was in literally movie. looks like San Francisco always had like these drag reviews, and uh, I don't know if they still do, but that could totally be Flash Gordon. Well, we didn't even mention I'd... Strange Brew, of course. Do, 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 do. He was in a movie two years ago. He's the hardest working man in show business. Hundred percent. Uh, then we got Christopher Plummer played Bob Blair, the evil government type. That's Known right. For uh, beginners, the insider, all the money in the world. Remember okay. you know all these movies. All the money in the world was not as good. It was like all the money in the world, and FX came out with their own series on the exact same subject at the exact same time, mm-hmm. and all the money in the world was not as good as the series on Netflix, which was frick. I can't think of it. Do you know what it is? No. It, it's the guy who does uh, um, American Horror Stories. Oh, uh, uh, Murphy? Ryan Murphy? It's a Ryan Murphy series on the same thing. This is about the, the kidnap, the Getty kid kidnapping. I mean, and it's, it's called Trust. It was called Trust. It's it ridiculous. Trust fund. It's ridiculous that there's no mention of Sound of Music. How does Sound of Music matter? Oh, oh, he was so handsome, and he sang a little song. So I mean, he was he was in stuff earlier this year. 
Yeah. Hardest working. He just died, sadly. But That's right. That's why he's no longer the hardest working. Now Max has been able to, after Max murdered him, so he can claim the title of the hardest working man in Hollywood. There it is. Well, Max von Sydow died a couple of years ago. So I thought you just said he just made a movie this year. No, Christopher Plummer oh, made so something Christopher... early this year and then died. All right. Max so Christopher Plummer clearly clear, killed Max von Sydow. I'm not going to make any comments to that effect. That's Eddie right. Albert played the president. And when did he for... die? Is he still alive? He is not. He died about 16 years ago. Known for Roman Holiday, The Heartbreak Kid, Green Acres, yeah. and The Longest Yard. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. And of course, Kate Capshaw, very upsetting. She was in Indiana she's, Jones. She's not dead, by the way. She's still doing her thing. Her daughter is on Grey's Anatomy, though, and looks just like her. It's crazy. Is it her and Spielberg's daughter no. or daughter from a previous? Daughter from a previous relationship. Uh, David Patrick Kelly, Tommy Ray Glattman, you know him from Twin Peaks. The new Twin Peaks, not the original. Uh, the Crow, Flags of Our Fathers, Last Man Standing. This is nonsense. He was in Commando. He was in The Warriors. It's an all-star cast. <laughs> there you go. Good times. Um, George Went played Charlie Prince. He was in Cheers. And that's all you need to know. He was also in Fletch, where he also played somebody who wasn't that funny. <laughs> It's very I actually, strange. I actually did like Fletch. Fletch uh, is great. A, and then Under the Rainbow. What's Under the Rainbow? It's about uh, Chevy Chase is in it. Oh, yes, it's about, yes, yes. The le- about the Munchkins trying not to corral the, the Munchkins. Not the Leprechauns, but them trying to the control the, the Munchkins during the filming of The Wizard of Oz. Because <laughs> they were out of control? Is that what you're they're, suggesting? They're, it was drunken debaucheries and orgies. They had never been a gathering of all the small people. So they were like, all oh, just like having a grand old time. So the story goes. Shall we talk about the rating? All right. What you got? Currently, Dreamscape has a 77% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. But the audience only gave it 46%. That seems uh, low to me. That seems that low. That seems crazy. That seems low. Who is this uh, what is your an personal audience, rating? An audience of, is it an audience of nuns? What, uh, who is these, it who could are these be. audiences? Are these the same people who, after leaving the, the, the election, said they weren't voting for Trump when clearly they were? The, that's people? exactly who it was. Exact same. <laughs> it's a self-selecting group. All right. I uh, feel go like for I give these movies the same rating every time. Uh, Yes. What what am I going to give it? What's the number out of five? Because I always use a five point rating. Unlike my brother, who's just all over the place. You're going to give it uh, four out of five, three point six. I am out not going to give it. I am going to give it a solid three perfect triangle patches of chest hair <laughs> out just of five. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that as well. Because uh, well, no, we've talked about this, the, the problem is. The, the limits of the genre, if you will. It's very difficult to give these things kind of 100%. Because oftentimes, right. you know, the production value or the acting, you know, oftentimes a little... Um, well, I, have, I mean, the, we have given strong reviews for True Class, The Shining, Rosemary's, Rosemary's Baby, yeah. 
any of the Conjuring movies. Oh, and there's a new one coming up. HBO Max coming out in a couple of weeks. I think think we should consider watching and reviewing while it's fresh. I don't. I don't have an issue with that. We'll have to. We'll have to do uh, Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Oh, but now all I'm gonna think is hard candy. It's like, why is the hard candy? Pedophile, now a hero. It's true. These are are good questions. Uh, Okay. I, well, it's funny as I was reading this article, it says anytime somebody says that they love some crappy movie, it's because they saw it when they were a kid. Yeah. That's basically, that is the the subtitle of my autobiography, basically. (laughs) Um, I think it's, I enjoyed Dreamscape. I'm going to give it four out of five uh, missing buttons on Dennis Quaid's uh, blouse. In the train sequence, because it is literally unbuttoned down to his navel. So good times. I mean, literally, I give it a three-word review. It is fine. It's fine. It's enjoyable. I think it's enjoyable. Uh, I think Dennis Quaid is doing Dennis Quaid things. It's better than me saying, it's all right. So it's fine. It's slightly better. It's slightly better. And it's, it's got Christopher Plummer. You can't beat that. Christopher Plummer. Max von Sydow, Eddie Albert. Uh, well, Patrick especially Kelly. Eddie Albert. <laughs> if you're an Albert fan, this is the film for you. Good, good times. So there you have it. Wait, Thank you very what was much. yours? I said what? I gave it four out of five. Four out of five what? Four out of five buttons of uh, Dennis Quaid's shirt showing up. His... <laughs> there you go. Need us All right. Moment. So thank you very much. Go to our page on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. Go to our page on Twitter at T Podcast W. What is it? T. <laughs> no, I don't even know. At T Podcast T W Die. There it is. Email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Yeah, and that Gmail. There's no spaces or dots between that entire giant word. No punctuation. Pod, no punctuation. The podcast that wouldn't die. At Gmail. At Gmail. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere where podcasts are sold or freely given. We're pretty much there. But not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. So there you have it. Thank you. Oh, and Aaron, you're on social media. I thought you were going to forget about I me. almost did. The Cult of Aaron. Join the Cult of Aaron. Join it. Join, Join us. So you can find me on the Insta at the Cult of Aaron. You can uh, find me on the Twitski at the Cult of Aaron. Or you can email me at uh, Gmail on Join the Cult of Aaron. There you go. Good times. Had by all. Had by all. So thank you very much and be well. Woo-hoo. Hey there, everybody. My name's Cortland. And I'm Brandon. And this is the Up All Night Horror Anthology Podcast, where we cover every horror anthology show that we can get our hands on. We've already reviewed all of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We've set our sights on Goosebumps next. Do you love to laugh at amazing 90s Canadian horror shows? And we've got the perfect podcast for you. So join us every Tuesday for new episodes to keep you up all night.